This is called The Favorite Son. I was definitely The Favorite Son. Were you? I don't know. My mom had two. I think she liked me. People do have favorites. But you're not supposed to say that. That's why I only had one. It's an easy answer for me. Daisy's my favorite kid. Well, this nightmare mother says it. I know. That word. Josh, she's like, what? Hi, Jillian Pensavale. Hello, Patrick Oh, shit. You know what? What? Jillian (laughs) Pensavale. Patrick Hines. Girl. Hey, girl. Fam, before we get to the show, hey, can I ask you one favor? Of course. Join us on the Patreon. Sure. I, I think there's about 400 full ad-free bonus episodes <laughs> over there. like that. Give us a couple examples of the series we've covered. Oh, we did Bad Vegan. We did The Jinx, The Staircase, Wild Crime. We did both seasons. Yes. Love Fraud, Making a Murderer. The Staircase, did you say that one? Serial Season 1. Yeah. We did the Scott Peterson case. We the did Lacey Peterson case. The Lacey. I stand correct. You know? <laughs> what, are, what, what are, like, recent ones we did? Yeah, oh, we did um, the dog one, Gunther's, Gunther's Millions. Millions, Pepsi Where's My Jet, yes. McMillions. Yes, yes, yes. It's everything on Netflix, Hulu, all yeah. of the long form. The like multi-part apps. Yeah, they're really fun. Plus ad-free versions of these episodes. We get after parties where we just sometimes we give advice yeah. or we take your questions or we just Hang do out. a catch up or whatever. Yeah. It's so fun. It's fun. Patreon.com slash true crime obsessed. Yeah. And also welcome to the bonus apps. I know. The bonus apps are so, I love these. I know. These are a nice little. It means it's like holiday season. Yeah, it's like it's like chilly. Out. You know, we're gonna go see Mariah this year. I've decided it's a mandate. Ooh. We're going, Steve and I are going to see Mariah. I don't care if she's three hours late to her own concert. Is she performing? Or are you just gonna walk? No, she, up right up to her house. No, and demand hello. The performance? no, she is. Um, record. She does it uh, every year at Madison Square Garden, like her Christmas show. Oh, we're going. amazing! Okay, I know. Great. Uh, what are we talking about? So this episode is very highly requested. Dateline classic. It's yeah. called the Favorite Son, and Joshy Manks is our host, Josh Mankiewicz. It was nearly two in the morning. Terrified residents of the beefy complex were ducking behind their windows and calling 911 to report shots fired. Corporal Kelly Richards was among the first on the scene. Gunshot wound to the cheek. She was dressed very nice. I knew who this person was. Richards realized she'd spoken with this woman a few weeks earlier, right here at the Paladin Club condos. The woman was Olga Connell. And one of my fellow officers let me know we have a a second body. She leaned over and took a closer look. Olga's husband. The couple had been murdered together in a hail of bullets right in front of their home. How many shots fired? Close to 25 shots, two different types of ammunition. Two shooters, a team of assassins. That's the backdrop for what came next. Right at the top, we're just learning about the Connell family. And I got to tell you, like, I feel very seen because the one thing this family wants you to know about them is that they are full of drama. Well, and Joshy, like, I if Joshy's to be believed, they're all chaotic nightmares. I know. Honestly, they're all just crazy. But I so get that, where it's like the sibling, there's two brothers and a sister, and someone's always mad at someone, but then, oh, they, yeah. but then they make up, and they forgive and forget, or whatever. My family is so like that. Really? Like, oh, my God, yes. Especially, like, in recent years since we started, like, hosting holidays. Uh-huh. It's like we wait for one of the siblings to go to the It doesn't matter which one of us goes to the bathroom because the other two have shit to say. Oh, wow. Yeah, always, always. But like not that serious because then you come back from the bathroom and they're like, hey, hey, girl, hey, hey we love round? you. <laughs> hey, we're talking about the weather, actually. Thanks for asking. Oh, my God. They say they always make up. Joshy goes, well, not always. Not always. But we'll get to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone was always mad at somebody. Someone is okay. always mad. So let's go to Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, it's a hardworking city where generations of 
families fought for the good life. Yeah. <laughs> like, Josh, who wrote your yeah, copy? Very, what's the word? What's the word? I don't know, bucolic? Sure. <laughs> Come on, private school. I you know, know bucolic. I was going to say very, what's the word when you, not cinematic, but when you, but for writing. What the fuck is that word? I don't know. <laughs> cinematic, but for writing. You know? Very picturesque. Picturesque, maybe. Is I can't think word? of the word. <laughs> okay. I'm really well, bad at words when you today. Come, when you get it later, do you just shout it out? I'm going to okay? scream it in the just middle of the night. I'll text you at 3 a.m. But they had a big house on five acres. Where the boys found lots of ways to get in trouble. Joe was crazy. I mean, there's pictures of him uh, jumping cliffs, um, driving through rivers. <laughs> we see all these dumb pictures of them, like, riding dirt bikes. And I don't mean, like, riding dirt bikes. It's dumb. It just looks very dangerous. It looks not very safe. I know. They You're- grew up in a time when, like, like they probably were that family where the kids go out to play at 6 in the morning and the parents don't see them until 9 o'clock Didn't at night. did like, most families do that, Yeah, though? I mean, that was my life okay. for sure. Right. We were not safe. I yeah. did not know it at the time. Yeah. We had, like, all these woods behind our house where we would just get— We could have been gone for days before my mom even noticed, right. I think. You just have to be home for dinner, right? I, Wasn't no, that one the day. Line? It doesn't matter what day. Yeah, just, you, just, just one you know. day. But the parents split up when the kids were young. So John is the oldest. Joe or Joey is the middle. And Kelly is the youngest. Yeah. And John is here with a woman who we don't know who she is until 15 minutes in. I'm like, John and his sister, Kelly, who we yeah, haven't met. No. John and his wife. John and his mother. I did not know who this woman yeah, was. Yeah, no. We'll get to her. It's his wife, Stephanie. Yeah. She has cool hair. She has a little, she like, does, purple hue in her hair. She does a lot of inappropriate laughing at inappropriate times. I think it must be pretty <laughs> tense and stressful yeah. to be with the hot lights so, on you and Joshy Manx is pulling no punches. Yeah, I think we're talking also, about this horrible thing. I feel like like she, this poor woman is like anybody who married into my family. Like, didn't really oh know what God. she was signing up yeah. for, but now it's just chaos. It's chaos, Tom. Yeah, it's chaos down here, Tom, at all times. It's kind of she learned like if I just laugh nervously, they stop asking me. Quite, I don't. It's a, it's her way to not be involved. Which that is one hundred percent a Steve Tipton move if ever I've seen one. So here's the thing about Joe. He's gifted. He's funny. He's a real piece of work. He's loud and obnoxious, but in the good way. Yeah. It sounds like when they're describing him that they don't like him at all, but then they come around to like, but no, 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 all of those qualities are endearing. Of course. He's like the loudest guy in the room. He's kind of an asshole. He makes fun of people. He's probably going to clean up after himself, but we love, but, but, but like in a funny way. Right. Now, speaking of a real piece of work. Yeah. Mickey, the mother is here. Okay. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. I have some words I knew you weren't going to like her. her. I know. She's not great at this. No. And no. by this, you'll see what I mean. Joe was her favorite son. It's an open secret. I've been told that of all your kids, Joe is your favorite. Who said that? All your other kids. They do that. True? Well, no, I, I don't want to say that. So what? He was your favorite. Okay. And Joshy, like, gets her to admit it. And again, like, she's under the hot light. She confesses. She's like, okay, fine. Yeah. He was my favorite. And it's also just like, Mom, this is your opportunity to not double down on that. You have other children who are not only going to watch this, but they're participating in this documentary with you. Also, you know how Dateline has the lower thirds and they want people to tweet at them? Yes. The Dateline lower third is, is there a favorite child in your family? <laughs> tweet us using the hashtag Dateline. And I'm like, Dateline, why are you trying to start a fight? Why are you trying to start some shit? That is Because so you know funny. if you're watching this with a family, yeah. you, you will fight about it. It's like that couple I knew who got in like this big fight in the street over yeah, watching yeah, the yeah. movie Unfaithful. Yes. Watching an episode of, of Dateline, that's, watching this particular episode with a family of six, yep. at least two people are storming out. I just gotta say, like, when you're a parent, don't say this out loud. Why do I have to tell you this? I'm not the greatest at she parenting. She says a lot of things I know. here that she says things on the other end of the spectrum.
spectrum that is so I'm so offended by her I know and I, I'm so angry at her for how she's behaving and, and just the things she's saying here she also says like Joe was amazing he had a special personality that was always happy always inquisitive always teasing me he was always teasing me what does that mean and was she likes he mean that. to you I don't know but I do just want to say, I, I don't like her, but I do understand, like, we're telling a tragic story here. Yes. So, of course, she's really, I think she thinks that it's, like, the right time to say these really amazing things about uh, her son yeah. because we're we're talking about something horrible that But happened. it's a little early in the episode for this for me because yeah. you don't know who the bad guy is and yeah. you're kind of like, who did what to who? And it's called the favorite son. Exactly. Like, oh my God. Exactly. Joey Connell was doing well as the co-owner of a small business called CNS Auto. And then life went from good to great when he found Olga, a Russian woman from Siberia. He met her online. And then he meets Olga, who's a Russian woman from Siberia, and they met online. They meet online, and, you know, like, like it seems like it was love at first sight. We see pictures. She's beautiful. The mom, Mickey, describes her as being, like, kind of shy, and the first time they met, she was, yeah. like, nervous to come into the room. I was sure. This is the kind of mother that would hate any woman her favorite son brought home. They could never compete. They could never, yeah. But she seems to really love Olga, like, right from the beginning. Maybe this is a little bit of revisionist history. I think it is. <laughs> I don't think Mickey is easy to get along with just yeah. ask her daughter we'll get to that in a minute like if you're not Joe you're nobody yeah that's really fucking shitty and it's you shouldn't really say shitty. that on Dateline like you're like yeah, please don't do this okay Daisy's my favorite kid I can say that because I only have one there you go you know what I mean so Joe they call him Joe or Joey yeah Joey wants to marry Olga but there's a problem oh god Mickey but is there I this makes me crazy. Me too. I've seen the family stone. I know how this goes. Okay. So Mickey did something bad and yeah. Joshie is going to walk us through it because Mickey is so shy. She just simply can't. And so Joshie tells us. But she does want us to know this bad thing she doesn't want, doesn't want to talk about. She's not She's not sorry that she She did stands it. by it. She would do it again tomorrow. 100%. So here's what Josh lays out for us. Mickey's ex-husband gave her a ring. A wedding ring. Right. Mickey passed that ring on to Kelly, her youngest daughter. Yes. And Mickey's like, yes, okay, fine. Again, like a six-year-old in trouble. Yeah. Joey gets engaged to Olga. Mickey wants the ring back. And Mickey doesn't ask Kelly for the ring that Mickey gave her daughter. And to be clear, she wants the ring back to give it to Joey to give to Olga. Right. So instead of just having a conversation. Right. I asked her if I could wear the ring. I said, Kelly, can I wear that ring? I'm going to Mexico with Jerry. Jerry is Mickey's new husband. She said, okay. Actually, the ring wouldn't be going on any vacation. Mickey gave it to Joey. He took out the diamonds and had them made into his bride's shiny new engagement ring. Joey switches out the diamond, oh keeps the diamond for himself, yes. replaces the diamond in the ring with cubic zirconia, yes. which Mickey pretends she doesn't know how to pronounce. Right. <laughs> like I'm, she's ever heard that right. before. Yeah, this yeah, wasn't yeah. her idea. <laughs> Joey keeps the diamond for himself, puts a fake diamond into the ring for Kelly and like sneaks it back in. Right. And when Josh is like, Mickey, you monster, like how could you do that to your daughter? And she goes, because I know she doesn't need it. Right. Now, uh, look, there is there is a circumstance in which adults could sit down and have a conversation about this. I have a hundred questions. We are told a million times that Joey runs a successful business. We learned that him and Olga go and get married in the Virgin Islands. Like this is it's a private wedding, right? This guy's got money. I, so is it the fact that it was his mother's ring? Is that the important thing, or is it that he couldn't afford a ring? Kelly isn't getting married anytime soon. Like adults could sit down and have this conversation. This is a family that thrives on drama, right? They 
need the drama or they have no reason to talk to each other. Yeah. I have a few things to say here. One, why do people hate unmarried women so much? Why couldn't Kelly just have the ring? Uh, 100%. Why does it have to be yes. a wedding? Why can't Kelly just have it for herself or for uh, for any any reason? Yes. Like, it, why? Because Kelly's not married. She can't have the ring anymore. Also, the materialism of it all is so, so stupid. fucking bullshit. But yeah. I understand, like, wow, I want to pass this ring down. Then if you're going to do it, right. you have to trust the person or it's out of your hands now, figuratively right. and literally. If you give a gift to your son or whoever then it's going to be used as they see fit. Because can you because imagine? then it becomes about you. And also, like, how shitty it must have felt as Kelly to, like, the, the, the gesture of being given this ring is, like, validation from the mother. She not only takes it back from you, she fucking lies to you. Right. And then stands by the decision to lie to you and then also lies to you again when she oversees and allows Joey to replace the diamonds with fake diamonds and, right. and then gives it back. It's so mean. It's so mean. It's so mean. And Kelly eventually figures it out and yeah. she's pissed. Probably the second she gets the ring back with fucking Elmer glue. She's like, fucking- what is this yellow right. stone in my whatever? And also, why are you, like, also the mom now is manufacturing the drama between Kelly and Olga. She, she needs she them to hate each other. It. She yeah. thrives on it. If everyone got along, what a boring life it would exactly. be for Exactly. So, and I'm just like, this woman knows this is being televised, right? Like, right. Kelly's alive. Kelly right. is still with us. Yeah. Kelly's going to see this. I hope Kelly never speaks to her mother again. <laughs> because know. no one needs that toxicity in their and life. That is mean and cruel. Don't do that. And it's not the only mean and cruel thing the mom does to no. her in this episode. No. So Kelly learns about this and she's very upset. Yes. You see, Olga had no idea the diamonds in her stunning engagement ring had belonged to Kelly. Until Kelly sent her a nasty text right in the middle of Olga's private wedding with Joey in the Virgin Islands. And saying, I know where your nice new ring came from. Basically, Mm. it started getting really nasty. It's during their private wedding. So I'm like, okay, so no one was invited. And also, Olga's on her phone during her wedding. Right. What is going on? Maybe it's the morning on? of, or it's the weekend uh-huh. of, or uh-huh. the trip of. And look, if you don't want anyone at your wedding, more power to you. That's right. great. Yes. But it's just like for this close-knit family, and it seems like Joe or Olga was just like, can we just fucking elope and get I away know. from those nightmares? That makes sense to me. But we are also told that Olga knows nothing about this. She didn't know no. about the ring. Kelly, you're texting the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But she, uh, yeah, of course. So John, the older brother, and his wife, Stephanie, Stephanie remembers all the drama. She's like, everyone was really upset. I kept inching away. She's like that Homer Simpson (laughs) gif where he's just like into the the hedges. So Joey and and Kelly are now furious at each other, screaming at each other via text. And I'm like, why does this all, is no one mad at the mother? She completely manufactured this. The thing to understand about families like this, because honestly, my, not Daisy and Steve and me, but my my family, like my other family, yeah. you know, my siblings, to whom I feel close. This is not the first time this has ever happened. This happens all the time. Uh-huh. Stuff like this happens all they, right. there's a there's a script for this in their family, sure. as there is in every family. And that Mickey's operates always like the this. mastermind 100%. pitting everyone against each yep. other and being like, What? I yep. didn't know. I mean, there are so many steps to go back to the, you know, like the siblings all texting each other. And obviously, John, the older brother, is always in the middle. Of he's course. never starting the text, yeah. but he's always the one that Kelly calls him and then Joey calls him. And they're, yes. Yeah. And then Joe is mad. And I'm like, but you did, you stole her ring. You're I part know. of this. So I he's know. furious too. And now he's making it about how like Olga is so upset and how dare anyone upset Olga, which is like, I understand that she yes. had nothing to do with it. And, but what no one's saying is like, is Olga mad at Joey for doing that? Because right. like, what is she so upset about? Exactly. That Kelly is yelling at her via text or is she upset about the situation, which is bonkers? Oh my God. And then we learned, they say the feud went nuclear a few weeks later when someone broke into Joey and Olga's apartment 
and stole a lot of Olga's jewelry. Not the engagement ring, she was wearing that, but precious stuff that included some heirlooms from Olga's late mother. Joey just knew who was responsible. But they didn't get the ring because Olga was wearing it. It, was, it wasn't the wedding ring. It was like family heirlooms that like Olga had been given by her mother. Like irreplaceable items. And of course, Joey is convinced that it's Kelly or somebody, like Kelly's put somebody up to this. Like, right. of course it is. So he calls the cops right away and he's like, my sister robbed me. Yeah. And what they could have said was, why? And he's like, because I stole her ring and stole right. the diamond and then sneakily <laughs> put it back and she caught me and then she stole it back. Right. Like, that's really what happened. Like, Kelly could have called the cops on Joe and her mother too. Right, right. And, and also, Stephanie, John's wife, doesn't yet think that this has escalated to the point that it can't be fixed. I'm like, look, when you've got people breaking into your house, forget it. It's over. Except it seems like this is the kind of family where this is not the first time that that's happened. No, And that's why, like, other steps aren't taken. Because it's like, oh, there's another this, there's another drama, there's another... And this is just how they communicate. Right. Travel down. Girl, Simply Safe is back, and not and, and, it, and it, it couldn't have come at a better time. Oh my god, you all right? I'm okay. I just have flashbacks to being broken into twice while I was home and asleep. Not with Simply Safe, fam. Yes. And there's never a wrong time to protect your home. I'm saying do it right now. Yeah, Simply Safe has comprehensive protection for the whole home with advanced sensors that detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. And they have HD cameras for both inside and out. You are protected I wanna, out the wazoo. I want to also say you can get up to fifty percent off a brand new Simply Safe home security system. It was named best home security of. 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. Fam, Simply Safe is also powered by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a buck a day, half the cost of traditional home security. Yeah. So with 24/7 live guard protection and the smart alarm wireless indoor camera, yep. monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders. <laughs> hey, you get out of there! They're they're crime stopping in real time. Everybody, that's not your house. Get out! Yeah. And that powerful technology is exclusively at Simply Safe. Yeah. So, come on. Also, satisfaction is backed by Simply Safe's money back guarantee. Try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, return your system for a full refund and expect to get broken into twice while you're home and asleep. Okay, let's that last part not, I made up. That yes, last part that, was just yeah. my experience. All right. For a limited time, listeners can get a special 50% off any Simply Safe system with a fast protect plan. Visit simplysafe.com slash TCO. That's simplysafe.com slash TCO. Do it. Yeah, there's no safe like Simply Safe. There really isn't. You know? Even Golden. Oh. I know. <laughs> my 12 pound attack dog. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> We jump to September 22nd, 2013. We hear a 911 call. Can I say something? Yeah. Today is September 22nd. We're recording this on September 22nd. What, you witch? I didn't do it. (laughs) You orchestrated this. We were supposed to record this weeks ago. Oh, my God. That that is wild. It's crazy. Are we we safe? What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. But we hear this 911 call. It was nearly 2 in the morning on September 22nd, 2013. Terrified residents of the Paladin Club condominiums were ducking behind their windows and calling 911 to report shots fired. A woman was lying on the front sidewalk, blood marking where she'd fallen. 
there's basically a fucking like war happening yeah. in front of this apartment complex. People are ducking behind cars, hiding in their houses, and there's a dead woman on the sidewalk. So Kelly Richards reports to the scene, and yeah. she was the same officer who responded to the burglary. So she's like, right. oh, okay, I'm back at this house. And she's thinking, is this all connected? I was just here yes. for this rob- burglary. Now, I did not, I was not following this that closely. All, all I knew was that Josh was telling us that this officer had responded to the burglary. I didn't know that it was in the same location because yeah. because right away she turns the, the body over and sees that it's Olga. It's now, Olga. I screamed because I thought it was going to be Kelly. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize we were in the same apartment building in the same place where the, the break-in had occurred. Yeah. I assumed Kelly stole the jewelry and Joey, the crazy brother, had her killed. No. That's not what happened. No. It's Joe and Olga. Because there's a second body. So there's a, like, w- which you can't see straight away. It's like an apartment complex where there's bushes and stuff. And Joe Joe is in the bushes. Yeah. And they're, they're both dead. And there were a lot of bullets. Like this was very, a very violent the murder. The prosecutor gets there and says, it looked like an execution to me. Olga's ring was still on her hand. Her keys were sticking out of the lock on the front door. It just seemed like... It was a very purposeful killing. How many shots fired? In excess of 20, I think, close to 25 shots from two two different types of ammunition. And witnesses heard two male voices. So there was two people here right. using two different kinds of guns to kill Olga and Joey. And Olga's still wearing the ring, like the the capital T, the ring, yeah. right? She's still wearing it and her keys were in the door and that just like broke my heart. And like just, she was just so, I so know. close to being inside. And it wasn't random. Like we learned that one of the killers was hiding in the bushes and another was waiting in the car. Like this was, this was a hit. This was an ambush. Yeah. And so now we meet Jay, who's one of their friends. Yes. And, and he shows up to pick up Joey for this camping trip that they're going to have. Because I guess- Like leave. a couple hours later. Yeah, because this is 2.30 in the morning. So by what, 5.30, I yeah. guess, the friend is going to pick him God. up. God, you're going to go camping and you have to leave at 5.30 in the morning. What yeah. are you all doing? Fishing too. You got to leave like, super early. what on earth? Like, I oh know. my God. Coming from a person who likes to get up early, like insult to injury. Well, you just like- Getting up early on your terms for your reasons. (laughs) That's all. That's your life, really. So Mickey, the mother, Joe's mother, is notified. And she, like, of course, barely remembers the conversation. It's so traumatizing to get this horrifying phone call. Yes. And I guess at this point, I'm confident that she didn't have anything to do with it. But I wasn't sure right away. Right. Because she's, she's, like, Josh is asking, like... What police ask you? I don't remember. Well, I'm guessing one of the first things police asked you was, who had it in for your son and daughter-in-law i don't remember what they asked me i really don't and she's like i don't know yeah and so we hear the the phone call where she's notified and within like five minutes they ask her like do you know anyone who might have done this right and they they point that out because at that moment like in the middle of this death notice as they call it kelly the sister and brother john walk up the driveway and kelly collapses now my whole thing is like obviously kelly is behind this and kelly is still a suspect in the robbery right exactly she's a, like an, a, an, a current active suspect and like we might not have made it clear enough how much joey and kelly fucking hated each and other this at is this heartbreaking point. because we hear kelly crying and talking about it and yeah but i wasn't buying it. I'm like, because we they, they drag Kelly downtown and they're like, they're interviewing her. At this point, all I could think of is that it has to be her, right? Right. She's so upset because they were fighting and not speaking and now he's not here anymore yeah. and she's just going And I was through, like, Kelly, like, you're laying it on a little thick, Kelly. Oh, wow. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, I gotta also, one other thing, 
Brother John says Joey had said to him, if anything happens to me, look at Kelly. She did it. Wow, they hated each other. And here we are. They fucking hated each yes. other. So Colleen, the prosecutor, is here. She's involved from the beginning. And the, fr- the she knows about this case for two seconds, and she was like, obviously it was Kelly. Yes. Clearly it was Kelly. And so Kelly's questioned by police, and she's a wreck, and she's like, I know I'm a suspect. I totally know. I know I'm a suspect in the robbery. I didn't do well, that either. And, but, but I'm like, yeah, right, Kelly. And also, Kelly never asks for an attorney. We find out how expensive the ring, the ring was worth $20,000. And I, to your point earlier, like, maybe Kelly was going to sell the ring and buy, like, put, put a down payment on a it's house or something. It's hers now, Mickey. It's her fucking You gave ring. it to her. Yeah. And Joshy says, like, because he, Josh is, is with Kelly, and he's like, how many times did you go to the cops without a lawyer? And she was like, I was just trying to be helpful. Like, I was upset and I wanted to help and, like, I had nothing to hide and, and here I And this am. is where it started to be like, wait, maybe she didn't do this because she never asks for a lawyer and she's saying to Joshy Manx, They wanted me to tell them more. They just felt like I wasn't telling them everything. So I would go in there and just rack my brain and just tell them anything I could think of and I would leave and get a call the next day, Kelly, we need you back in. I'd go in, they're like, you're not telling us something. They kept calling me back in saying, like, you're not telling me something. And she's like, so I would go home and rack my brains and try to think of something else I could tell them that, like, I had forgotten or whatever. And I'm like, okay, she is trying to be really honest. But, like, also, she could have hired somebody. You know what I mean? And especially because we learn now that Joe and Olga took Kelly to court. Yeah. Like, they have orders of protection against it. Like, this is serious. This isn't just, like, a sibling rivalry or, like, a big fight. Like, this is, I mean, taking someone to court Because they were, like, looking for orders of protection. Kelly is, like... Jump scare Kelly is here. I, it, like, scared yeah. me out of my seat that Kelly was here. <laughs> you're trying to see the blurred background. Is she in prison? Where <laughs> is she? Every single fucking time. Dateline, you're not going to fuck me again. No. I, I'm going to figure out where these people are reporting live from. You think that blurry filter in the background works? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so, Josh Banks. But, like, Kelly is saying that a, a judge threw out Joey's request for a protection order, and Olga wanted a protection order from Kelly's text messages. Like, Look, I do not want to be on the receiving end of a text lashing from Kelly. It seems like it's... She's, right. Seems like she's quick with the words. And especially, like, I just feel like Kelly's been bullied by this family her whole life. I know. And so if she's Somebody finally... needs to move away. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, it feels like they all live in the same town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kelly needs to move to, like, Scottsdale or La- somewhere. Lance, Lansing, Michigan. Sure. You know what I mean? Far, far away. I feel like that's a little too close to Delaware. <laughs> yeah, fine. Whatever. But, Whatever. like, someone's got to move away. Go to sure. Seattle. Absolutely. Go to the Pacific Northwest and yeah. enjoy it. Kelly also doesn't have a good alibi. Kelly's answer to the big question isn't much better now than it was then. What kind of alibi did you have for the time of the murder? I can't remember right now. I believe I was just home that night. Her alibi wasn't the greatest. She can't remember where she was that night, and she even says it to Josh. He makes. I'm like, Kelly, did you want to get your fucking story know. straight? You know what I mean? No. But you, like, you look like the only person who could have done this. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was home. Like, but- you're pretty sure, even now? But now, like, I always think of that, too, but I live by so many calendars. That, but, like, I, look, if but- in the moment you don't know exactly where you were, fine. Right. This is years later, Kelly. Yeah. Figure it out. I don't know. No, you, you don't I don't know. I just feel like the more time goes by, yeah. the worse your memory is, but right? Not, but wouldn't you, like, if you were called into the police station okay. because I'm dead and okay. they want to know where you were and you can't yeah. remember. I'd say here, you, look, look at my calendar. I was going to say, like, in that, the next thing you do is figure out where it is. So whenever anybody asks you, you can tell them. Right. I guess this was a time, honestly, where, like, no people weren't being, like, filmed everywhere they went and being recorded. And she couldn't find that out. But regardless. Like, you're the number one suspect. Everything is pointing to you. There was a break-in. There was a few. 
sued. He was trying to get an order of protection against you. John, the brother, is saying if anything happens to me, it was Kelly. Kelly, tell us where she, you are. She had faith in the system, I oh guess, because she's God. like, I didn't do it, so I'm, I'm just going to talk with no lawyers. Oh my. Like, you know? <laughs> I know. So Chris Rivers is here. He's Joe's business partner. Yeah. And the cops call him, and he's like, oh, now what? What did Joe do now? Great. And so they're talking to Chris, and they're just asking him about Joe, but they haven't told Chris that Joe has been killed. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. I, I think that, like, they can't prove that Kelly did it, so they kind of have to look at everybody. Right. And I think they want to gauge his, I don't know, what like, they want to gauge what he has to say. Yeah, and Chris tells him the story about how he tried to get into Olga's birthday party, but he wasn't allowed in. And... Well, because he forgot his ID. So the night before the murder, or, like, the night of the murder, because the murder happens at, like, two in the morning. Right. So, like, rewind four hours, and Joe took Olga out to this, like, fancy restaurant where they were having a party for her birthday. And Chris, the business partner... Chris told them he tried to meet up with Joey and Olga at Olga's birthday dinner the night before, that he'd been texting them all evening, but that in the end, he wasn't allowed in. But he couldn't get in because he didn't have his ID. And it was like, if he went home to get his ID, it would have been too uh-huh. long to come back. He's texting with Joey to find out when he's leaving to see if it's worth it to drive home. All of that. I'm instantly a little suspicious of, I of was the no not. ID. I know. I Because to me, it's kind of like two business partners that like, you, you get the sense that there's kind of tension between them. Right. But they also rely on each other. Their business is really successful. Right. But Chris is like getting carded and Chris doesn't have his ID on him. I get I, That didn't really stand out to me. Oh, it did. Maybe because I'm just, I always make... And it's so obviously Kelly. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, P.S. Olga was married before Joe. Yes, that's another thing. And so her husband's, her ex-husband's family was from Turkey. They hated Olga and she hated them right back. (laughs) I know. Hated, hated, hated each other. (laughs) Which is funny. Olga. I know. Because everyone in this episode, every single person goes, takes pains to describe how lovely Olga was. Yes. And that's... Nice and sweet. Even Kelly liked Olga. Yeah. Despite the text lashes. I mean... Probably because she couldn't get in touch with Joe. Yes. And it was she was just mad about like stealing because it's a mean, crazy, shitty thing to do. I'm sure she just assumed that Olga knew about this yeah. master plan, you well, know? And we also learned that Olga did follow one family custom, the one where the wife gets the trinkets. Kemmel gave her some family jewelry, which Olga hung on to even after she'd let go of Kemmel. And since some of those jewels were likely taken in that burglary police had to wonder if Olga's first marriage was somehow connected to this. And so is it possible that they hated her enough to kill her for it? Now we've got to talk about the Russian mafia. Yeah, they're like, well, was it the ex-husband's family? No. Was it the Russian mob? No. I'm like, it was obviously Kelly. Uh, And apparently Olga had expensive tastes, so she really liked this lavish lifestyle. I mean, like, like, if you... Right, like, you see her driving, like, a fancy Mercedes. We learn they go on deep-sea fishing trips off of Key West. There's shopping sprees. They're living the life. Exactly. But Brother John... Stop counting her money. She's having a nice time. Except that John and Stephanie are kind of like, it seemed like they were living beyond their means. So maybe they were doing illegal things and maybe yeah. they were involved in the mafia in some way. Right. Travel down the road and back again. Fam, Daily Harvest is back. I'm going to cut right to the chase. They, they've got pasta now. You know I love the smoothies and the oat bowls and the flatbreads. Yes. They've got pasta. Yeah, pasta. They, they have pesto, yes. bolognese, primavera. But the primavera has a lot more veggies yes. and it's a lot less work. Their pasta is gluten-free. 
dairy-free, and ready in under 10 minutes. I mean... That's basically zero minutes. Zero 10 minutes, minutes is nothing. I'm going to kick it old school for a sec because I still have the Daily Harvest smoothies every morning for yes. breakfast. <laughs> it takes one minute to prepare. You add your liquid. You throw it right in your blender. Bada-bing, bada-boom. You got you got your like delicious, nutritious way to start your day. Yeah, you don't have to shop for anything. No. It all lives in your freezer. All the ingredients are there. It's Come on, it's you so know, easy. You know, I am famous for not liking to think. Mm-hmm. I love getting up early in the morning and just knowing exactly what's there. The opals are the same way. I pour a little almond milk into it, put it in the microwave for one minute. Yeah, and they have really great seasonal stuff like this herb squash and asparagus risotto. Like yep. it's so comforting and so homey. Yep. And they have this tomato and zucchini minestrone soup. It's just delicious. It's delicious, nutritious. It's really filling. It's so quick to make. Fam, you can get the best of both worlds with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash TCO and get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash TCO for up to 65 bucks off your first box. Yeah, dailyharvest.com slash TCO. It is so good. Happy pasta day, everyone. Happy pasta right? Have the smoothie for breakfast if you want. Or dessert. Whatever. You oh can do whatever God. you want. You are you amaze me. Oh my you, god. No, I'm looking at you. You oh. have the best ideas. <laughs> I was like, hey listeners, you are in control of your own life. <laughs> Eat that, drink that smoothie whenever you want. Drink it. Do it. So here's Joe's history before Olga. Yeah. He apparently was a big drinker. He had a hot temper. Yes. He did seven years for gun charges and resisting arrest. Now, wait a second. We're going to tell that story, uh, right? Yeah. Well, because as Josh says, it was hunting season. Well, more accurately, it was stupid season. Look, Joey was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and he went, he had this girlfriend. This, this story scares the living yeah, shit out of Yeah, it's very scary. He takes his girlfriend to a bar in a strip mall. Joey got drunk, really drunk. And then some guys started hitting on his girlfriend. The next thing you know, there's a fight. Yeah. And, and, that's it, what and it ends up out in the parking lot. Yep. He got hit over the head with a beer bottle. And he doesn't remember after that. But um, he went out to his car and grabbed the shotgun out of the trunk. Joey goes to his car, goes to the trunk where he gets a shot shotgun. Now they tell us that it was empty, right. that it wasn't loaded. He takes the shotgun and before he can get back into the bar, the cops are called. Now the cops are screaming at him to put his gun down and he doesn't. We're talking about a shotgun. Like I, I, like, I cannot express to you how out of bounds that is. Yeah. Yeah, for at a bar fight. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. So he turns down a two-year deal, but he loses the case. So he also, as... he, he also has no memory of doing this. Right. He was so drunk that he's trying to convince people it never happened. No. They offered him two years. He 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 denied it. He should have oh. taken it. Yeah. He said, uh-huh. "I'm not going to jail." Yes, you are. Yeah. He went. And just like that, Joey Connell had a criminal record and a room for the next seven years at the Crossbar Hotel. He spent seven years at the Crossbar Hotel. I know. Joshy, did Keith punch up your script? Did Keith punch it up? That was a Josh original. (laughs) No question. And Joey did well in prison. He was the life of the party. He made a lot of friends. He got in with the Pagans, which is like a super famous biker club. Yeah. Uh, He got safety. He got friendship, which is very valuable. And look, like, that's not uncommon. People say, like, when you, like, make friends with uh, fill in the blank. Yes. Joey probably fit in well with the, the white biker guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, tell me the story again about the time you brought a shotgun into a bar because a guy was hitting on your girlfriend. They fucking love that so shit. So you make friends with the people who have a lot of muscle who can protect you and be friendly, and, like, yes. that's that, that's not uncommon at all. Sure, but, like, am I happy that he had a good time in jail? No. No. You know what I mean? He Here's the thing. He walked out, you know, he served all seven years. He walks out, quote, a changed man. He's yes. matured. He's cautious. He's very, and very responsible. And you know what? Good. Like, if, if honestly, if, one of the go- if the goal of prison is to reform somebody and it works, like, he goes on to have a successful business and a wife that he loves, like, right. good. And- 
Sure. I, I believe in all that. I yeah. support all that. But he came back. He was like, I'm not making, I'm not taking any chances. I'm not going back to prison. And he came back enormous from the prison workouts or whatever. Yeah, from working out. Yeah. yeah but yeah. to keep up the physique, he started doing steroids and selling them. And I was like, well, how is that responsible or cautious or doing yes. things by the book or making sure you don't get sent back to prison? But also, as we'll learn, I'm not sure how accurate the level of I'm not sure about this. Right. We'll get we'll get more into this later. And I'm not equating steroids to that, but it's like if you have a record, I'm just saying yes. we were told that he was very cautious doing everything right and it's uh-huh. like dealing illegal drugs is not being cautious. I'm not sure he was though. Right. We'll it's get just, we'll get there. He was definitely as of, as of this minute, that's what we're told. Yes. Yes. And also he is also the exact kind of person who should not be allowed to do steroids because of the roid rage. What right. it does like how angry it makes a guy who's willing to bring a shotgun into a bar. Like, oh my he god. He was apparently like picking fights with customers at yeah. the auto shop or whatever. So we, we jump back to like the present moment where there's the funeral for Joey and for Olga. Kelly. Still on the outs and still under a police microscope, was feeling like a pariah. It just stood out in my mind that my mother never said hi to me at the funeral or looked at me and just acted like it wasn't there. That, you know, that's something I'll never forget. The mother doesn't acknowledge her, doesn't look at her because Fuck Kelly. Fuck you, Mickey. I know. Fuck you. Kelly is still like the, I guess, a, a prime suspect here, even though there's at this point no evidence that she did it. But no. the mother, like, the like, I just can't even, like, what a shitty parent. I mean, Kelly also lost her brother. Exactly. Like, there's no real evidence she did this. At yeah. least try to have a conversation with her. But Mickey loves this shit, and I fucking hate Mickey. She, I think that's so shitty. Kelly also lost her brother, who she probably fights with and makes up with all, all the, the time. time. She lost him at the worst possible moment. And they were fighting because of Mickey. Exactly. This was all Mickey's idea. Yes. And now she's yes. going to, and Kelly's like, I'm feeling ostracized. Like, of course, Mickey is the ringleader. She's the meanest mean girl in town yes, in this 100%. family. 100%. She's calling all the shots. Let's not make Mickey mad. Can you imagine? Right. So Chris, the business partner, you know, he is very eager to help the cops solve the murder. And he insists, this is where I'm a little like, huh. He insists that Joey's steroid use has something to do with it. When he found out that Joey was, quote, selling steroids out of the business, he was furious. He sh- he took pictures of it. He showed the cops where he was stashing the drugs. So, like, Chris's big thing is that Joey must have been killed because of the illegal dealings he did with, like, selling steroids. And all the cops are like, that's not really how this works. Yeah, that's... Like, steroids isn't heroin. Steroids isn't cocaine. People don't generally get killed over, like, dirty dealings Performance-enhancing with... drugs. Exactly. And the pagans were a dead end. Like, they reach... They even reach out to the cops and they're like, we're really sorry, but we have nothing to do with this. Yeah, we so... wish we could help you here, but we... we Please leave we us alone and definitely look the other way. And also, like, the Russian mafia thing goes nowhere. Nowhere. You know? But we learn about another guy named Harry Cook. Yeah, he worked with Chris and Joe. Harry Cook turned out to be more than a buddy. He was keenly interested in CNS Auto. Harry Cook was a silent partner of CNS Automotive. He invested a lot of money in, in the business. Both Joe and Chris know about that? No, Joe did not have any idea that Harry was investing money in the business. A secret silent partner who uh, apparently had invested $140,000 in that CNS auto business. And he was just sort of like around. They call him a parts runner. He ran the Christmas tree stand. He was just kind of there. So wait, the Christmas tree stand, apparently this auto shop sold Christmas trees in the winter. And this guy, Harry, ran that part of the business. That sounds awesome. Like, I feel like those trees are delivered by Santa's elves and you get to hang out with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, with like the little magic coming off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they come in on the Polar Express and they always have the best tasting hot chocolate. They sing the Snow White song. 
song yeah, 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 instead of a Christmas song? Yeah, 100%. Interesting. You tell me the Christmas elves don't sing hi ho hi ho when they're delivering trees. You tell me. You look me in the eye and you tell me that. You know what? I can't wait to meet one this year. I'll report back. <laughs> okay, great. Should we open a TCO Christmas tree stand? No. Why? Donate all the money to charity? That we can totally do. Yeah. Let's just donate money. But I want to run a Christmas tree stand with you. Okay. For like a month. I know Wait. someone who's, bi- who's like family business is selling Christmas trees. Really? It's hard fucking I was going to say it's like. Are you like going to go up there and get, get them? Absolutely not. Absolutely and can we stop not. knocking down trees? Get fake ones. I know. I know. I, I just want to sit in the little hut and drink hot chocolate. Do you know what I mean? And and, and talk to the elves. Well, that we can do. Hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> it's off to work we go. No, that's not what they sing. <laughs> they do might. They, you know what? I'm not taking any. Maybe they sing. Maybe the elves sing All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah sure, Carey. Do on they, a loop. <laughs> the whistle tone and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Absolutely. They, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. The North Pole is where it's at. D- who are you talking to? <laughs> so... The, the, now there's this theory of like... Police learned Harry was interested in becoming a full partner. Except Joe was already Chris's partner. And he showed no sign of wanting to leave. Logically, you would think that if, if Joe's not willing to leave the business or take a buyout, or is he angry now because Joe won't just up and leave and, and take his buyout? Harry wants to be a full vocal partner, but Joe is already a partner. So, but this is where it doesn't make any sense because it makes it sound like there can only be two. And they're saying that, like, because this guy Harry's invested $140,000, he needs Joe. Secretly, to, too? How does secretly, Joe not know it's without, his business? Exactly. It's so weird. So either Joey has to be bought out or die. Right. Like, did, so did Harry kill Joe to get him out of the way? Right. Like, that's the implication. And here. I'm like, do you know how many people in life are just in the way? I know. Dear listen, wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people are in the way in your life? You know what I mean? You know? And you yeah. just live with them. You just right. deal with it because uh-huh. that's life. Exactly. Never once have I been like, you know what I should do? Kill them. <laughs> like, that's more trouble than it's worth. 100%. You know what I mean? Just yeah. navigate them or do uh-huh. whatever you have to do. But, I, like, listener, think about it. I, I bet off the top of your head you can name five people who are, quote, in, in the, the way. way. Whatever that means to yep, you. Yep, yep, Never once nope. has anything close to this yeah. been an option for 100%. me. 100%. Uh, but eventually, Joshie's like, yeah, no, Harry didn't do this. Right. Whenever I'm watching it and taking notes for the first time and we spend 30 minutes on a thing and then it's like, yeah, but that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. I'm always like, Max, you fucked me again. That's why you watch it four times before you take the notes. I know. But the thing is, Kelly is still a suspect and her own mother isn't helping. Kelly was convinced her own mother was stoking suspicion. So she called Mickey. I'm like, what is your problem with me? I'm like, Joe's dead. You're trying to lose another kid. What's going on here? Um, she's like, I'm just so mad at you. I'm so furious. You made my son die angry. That's what she said to me. She's like, and I'll never get over that. <laughs> Kelly made Joe made Joe die angry, and I'll never get over that. Yes. Mickey, are you listening? I know. Come closer. Yeah. Turn the volume all the way yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <I know. laughs> How dare you? You've had so much distance from this case. And instead of being a decent person and mourning yeah. your son and mourning your your daughter-in-law and t- being with and your family being and there your for sister, your, daughter your daughter who just lost her brother. Instead of doing that, it's the Mickey show yep. starring Mickey, produced by Mickey, yep. written by Mickey, edited by Mickey. And he's, she's sitting here in front of Josh Mankiewicz still saying all of it. I know. She made Joe die angry and I'll never get over that. No, you did this. Right. You did it. And also, oh, by the way, it. one of your kids was just killed. You have two left. Go be with them. Like how petty and selfish can you be? Like the world is so much bigger than this, Mickey. 
because one day Kelly's gonna die. Yes. Like just in life, you're gonna die. Like tragedy will happen. People will get sick, whatever. And then you're still gonna find a way to make it about you. Yeah. Kelly, I hope you moved far away. I know. Lansing, I hope, Michigan. Like I hope her number is blocked. Like this, I can't imagine I having someone like this in your life. I know. Ah. But now we learn that the business CNS Auto that Chris and Joey were like the partners in yeah. is falling apart without Joey and Olga. We didn't even say this. Olga was running the whole front running office. The, of course she wouldn't was. let anybody touch the walls with their greasy hands. Yeah. She ran a tight ship. She's a major part of why they were successful. And with the two of them gone, it was not going well. I mean, like John, the brother is saying like things weren't as organized. We went in there. It was just like piles of paper and (laughs) it was just a mess. And the invoices were all over. The computers went on. The place was kind of falling apart without without John. Yeah. Chris seemed to be working around the clock to keep up with the extra work. It's just 24 hours a day. Chris is at the at the body shop doing work. The, the actual business side is totally falling apart. And then Chris randomly gives an interview to DelawareOnline.com. I don't know why anyone wants to talk to this guy, like what, what he's there to talk about, but he's there to talk about Joe and Joe's murder. So he, he says in this interview, because the murder is unsolved, which I guess is why Delaware Online wants to talk about it. Uh-huh. And Chris is just saying like, Joe and I, we would see each other more than we saw our wives. We were together all the time. He was basically my best friend. I loved Joe. Joe was the best. And I loved Olga and I loved them and they were my life and my family and this and this. But in reality, they were fighting all the time. And everyone, like the employees who saw that, even Joe's siblings were like, that's not true that's at all. Right. And Chris continues to lie. Yeah. Remember in his first interview, he said he tried to get into Olga's birthday party, but he couldn't because he yep. didn't have his ID. Now that he has a lawyer, his new story is he was working all night and didn't have time to go to the party. So he got McDonald's and ate it at home by himself. And his lawyer has to remind him, you didn't go straight home. You didn't go straight home. You stopped at McDonald's. McDonald's. Don't forget. Remember? Remember? So the cops talked to everyone, and it turns out that Chris had a nasty habit of talking shit about Joe. That he didn't work hard enough, that he was taking money from the shop. There'd be a couple times where Chris couldn't pay me because he had claimed that Joe uh, took money out of the account and there wasn't enough money there to pay me. We can't pay you this month because Joey's been going into the business account and, like, stealing money. And going to Key West. And meanwhile, the truth is that Joe wasn't taking a salary half the time. Right. And Joe wasn't draining all the accounts. It was Chris. Right. So he was throwing his business partner and best friend and love of his life under the bus by painting him as this, like, horrible person who who did not decide to do better after he came out of prison. Right. And so we learned that CNS Auto was taking in over a million dollars a year in business but was somehow losing money and in all this crazy debt. And then we learn that Chris is suffering from substance use disorder. So he's using cocaine. He's taking pills. He's doing opioids, like super bad news, debilitating stuff. That's also really expensive. Yes. So Dateline points out what Joe would not have known was that he has a business partner who's super unhappy. He's dealing with an extensive and expensive drug problem and has a company that's deeply in debt. So whenever murders like this happen and they don't make any sense, my first question is, where's the money? Follow the money. the money problem. This is definitely, definitely related to money. Right. And it it was. It was like, oh, you know, Joe and Olga have these lavish vacations. How is that happening? No, it was Chris at the center of this. And th- and like this is where the cops, who apparently have been suspicious of Chris from the very beginning, right. which is why they didn't tell him that Joe was dead in his first interrogation. They're saying that like... He told and showed numerous people the steroids, told his father, told him that he was worried that that was going to cause dangerous people to come to the shop. I mean, he 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 knew he was going to use that months before the murders. 
the amount of premeditation. Oh yeah. That, guess what, fam? It wasn't Kelly. It wasn't Kelly. And we no. will get there. Uh, we'll get there in a minute. But like Chris used this fight between uh-huh. Joe and Kelly to his advantage yeah. to perpetuate the story. And he was like grooming the people in Joe's life for yes. years, coworkers, friends, family. But Chris also tells cops that there are cameras all over his house and inside his house, and the cops watch it all. Cops say like what was so weird was that he volunteered that information. We didn't ask him. Right. He's he's trying to show he couldn't have been one of the gunmen because he was home that night. We're talking about the night of the murder here. So the cops watch the video and they're like, yeah, you were home all night, but you were up all night and you were very active on your phone. You were constantly calling and texting and pacing. Yeah. Very nervous, very agitated, just like like you were waiting for news about something. Yes. And they also discover that there's been a lot of calls and messages deleted from Chris's phone. Forensic phone examiners discovered the deleted calls were made to a man named Josh Bay. And who was that? He was a regular customer at CNS. Police learned Josh Bay and Joe Connell didn't get along. In fact, they'd gotten into an argument once over a bill. And Josh and Joe, our victim, did not get along at all. Right. And so the cops are like, all right, let's talk to this Josh guy. They bring Josh Bay in, and the cops are like, and he just lied right from the start. Yeah, he's like, Chris, Chris, Chris say who, that Chris, name again? Who? <laughs> I, Chris, is that even a name? Like, what is that? What are those sounds you're making? It's also just like, when you get hauled in and you are part of a murder for hire plot, just assume the cops know everything. Yeah. Because the cops are like, oh, this person you've never heard of, explain all of these calls and text messages to him on the night that his business partner was murdered in cold blood in front of his house. And then Josh is like, oh, right, he's oh, my mechanic. <laughs> Chris! Oh, Chris, oh, you said. Oh, you said Chris. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought you said... Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no. But he says, he's like, oh, I called him 80 times that night because he was working on my, he was going to work on my right. car. I was just trying to get a hold of him. And then suddenly they're all pocket dials. But the cops are like, like, wait a second. Th- th- those are incoming calls, you idiot. You can't, you can't pocket dial an incoming <laughs> like, call. What are you even saying? So it turns out this Josh Bay guy was selling Chris drugs. Yes. And Josh also had a criminal record, but Josh has an alibi. He was on camera working his night shift at Cole's department store. Right. So- but like Chris did did the math here. He's like, all right, here's what we can do. You deal drugs. You must know people who can kill people for hire. So Chris hires Josh to hire the killers to kill Joe and Olga. Right. That's that's what So the people that Josh hired, who was hired by Chris, yeah. Dominique Benson and Aaron Thompson. Now, the other thing, too, I highly suggest you don't hire people to hire people to kill people for you. But if you do, the more people you include in a plot, the more likely you are to get fucking caught. Right. So Chris thinks, oh, I have distance from it. I'll put right. Josh in the middle. Like but if a, you have distance from it, you have less control over this. And also, I'm not giving you advice on how to do a murder I know. Hire. And you're not smart. You're not a fucking mob boss. You're just an idiot. Right. Who, like, you're just you're just a fucking dumb guy right. who's hiring people to hire people to kill people. Look, what are you doing? Take a step back, Chris. Take a step back. one just zoom out a little bit, girl. And also the people who are like, yeah, I'll kill someone for money. Like, they'll do some shit that may, you just can't trust these people, right? Right. So Josh, this guy Josh, who hired the the killers, has a court hearing. And the two killers, Dominique Benson and Aaron Thompson, go to this hearing and like sit on different sides so it looks but like they're, they're not together. They're trying to intimidate Josh into because, keeping his mouth shut. Right, exactly. And the cops are are wise to this whole thing. Yeah. They know that this guy Josh has hired the two killers. The two killers who showed up to Josh's they're like, like, oh my god, they're here. And like the two killers are also so stupid that they don't think the cops have put this all together. So the cops are like Our thought was that they were there to make sure that Joshua Bay knew that he'd better not say anything. It was surprising to us. And we were also heartened that 
what we suspected seemed a little more likely now. Well, these I mean, if that's true, these guys have just told you you're on the right track. Correct. That's exactly right. They're proving our theory right. that they're all involved in this. Right. So the cops, who have no chill, pull out their fucking camera <laughs> phones filling, filling and them. go to film the two idiot killers who showed up. And we see the camera phone footage. It is wild. It is wild. So now I know we're saying a lot of names and a lot of yeah. stuff. This is the story. Chris, the business partner, is in debt and hates Joe, yes. our victim. And he has severe substance use disorder. And so Chris hires his drug dealer to kill Joe and Olga. But then the drug dealer hires two other guys to do it. Yes. The thing is, when Chris hired Josh, Josh was like, "Uh, I'll do this for you for 60 grand. Chris, who's just an idiot who just needs this done, is like, fine, 60 grand, no problem. Chris never paid anybody. So he had, like, Chris owes money to Josh. And Josh owes money to the killers. Nobody's been paid. Nobody's, I mean... That's Chris's M.O., it feels like. Exactly. And so, like, so what happens is the cops go to Joe, the victim's family, Mm -hmm. and say, like, we know Chris is involved here. We might not ever be able to prove it. Yeah. But because Chris never paid the fucking guy that hired the hitman, the guy that hired the hitman just throws everyone under the bus. Yeah, Josh starts to talk. Exactly. Because the minute he realizes, not only have I not been paid, but I'm never going to get paid because Chris is broke, he's like, hey, 911. Yes. let's, uh, Let's have a conversation. And the cops are like, we know you did it, so you can either admit it and maybe get a lighter sentence or you can just take the fall for everybody. So Josh is like, well, fuck it. I'm not getting the money. I'm just going to tell you what happened. Also, again, not to give advice, but if you're going to hire hit people, you got to pay them. You got to pay. they will you turn gotta, on you like that. 100%. You know what I mean? Everyone pay and tip your hit people. Also, don't. Like, <laughs> just, can you imagine? <laughs> but like, this is what happened. Like, when you're, you're doing really dirty, yes. shady, evil deals you like this, it's going to get, it's like, these are the people you're dealing with. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. So Josh Bay is like, I'll tell you everything. Let's go. Yeah. So Josh Josh, like, tells the cops everything, that this has been planned for a long time, like, since Joe and Olga got married. And, like, the night of the murder, remember that Chris was saying, like, oh, I was texting Joe to find out how long they're going to be there because I forgot my ID, and is it worth it to go home and come back? No. He was texting Joe to find out when he was leaving. You know, that kind of sealed the deal for me was the text message where Chris asked Joe how much longer they were staying. You think that's Chris ordering the hit? I think that's him confirming when they're going to be heading home so that they can get the people in place that they need to get in place. So he could give the hitman an actual, Ugh. like, proper time as to when he was going to be home. And this is when we also learn that this guy, Josh, that Chris hired. The drug dealer. The yeah. drug dealer. What, he also hired him to break into Joe's apartment and steal the jewelry so that it would look like Kelly did that because right. she was mad about the ring. Right. And so Chris was, like, leveraging Kelly's, like, rage at her brother against everybody because this just makes Kelly look more guilty. Right. And maybe Kelly will go away for the murders, too. Exactly. If you- already set her up and I'm sorry for the first 30 minutes I was ready to throw away the key I was 100% I was convinced Kelly did this no no, she's just a, I mean, she's a victim of a lot of things, but also a bullying, hateful mother. Yes. So Chris is charged with conspiracy and two counts of murder because they use the drug dealer's testimony and all the phone records. Yep. We learned how Joe's death was going to benefit Chris financially was that Chris and Joe took out a life insurance policy on each other. Right. You're my business partner. If you die, I get a million dollars. If I die, you get a million dollars. Smart business. Right. You and I need to do something. We like that. <laughs> it's on my list. It's on the list. But so Chris was saying when he decided to kill Joe for the insurance policy, oh, you have to also kill Olga because they're married and that could fuck up the insurance payout. That's just like, I know. oh my God. It's just so fucking, wait. it's just so, it, 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 none of it makes any sense, but no. it just all makes it so sad. And so 
it's all there, you know, put like pitting the family against each other, which was very easy because this family yeah. like was fighting all the time and the bullshit with the Russian mob and all that. Like that all comes out. And the jury comes back after just a few days and Chris is found guilty. Yeah. So one of the there's two hitmen, Aaron and Dominique. Aaron gets two life terms. Dominique gets five years. What? What? I know. Like what, what? And we get no information as to why. I don't know. We didn't get into it. This is already a 90 minute episode. I know. We didn't get into that nitty gritty of it. But also the cops think there's a third person who was right. involved. But there's like they're not identified. They're not charged. They don't know who it is. But they think there might have been someone else. I'm like, we have a lot of people involved already. I know. Who else could it have been? I know. So, you know, in the end, like they all go to prison and Josh is like, sitting across from Mickey and Josh is like trying to have like a cute moment with her. He's giving her one last chance. Yeah. He's like, we're wrapping up. We're almost at the end of the day. He's giving her one last chance to go on the record and do the right thing. And just say that you love your daughter. He's like, hey, are you and Kelly going to make up because you should? He, he says goes, it with goes, a smile. Because you should. Yeah. And he gets a little like finger wagging, but I love it. Like, yes. Mickey, cut the shit. He says it lovingly. And Mickey says, well, we're okay. There's nothing to be patched up. We'll just hold our feelings as as they are right now. We go on with life. Okay. Don't steal anything else. Well, I never did before, but I did it. Yeah. I'm not sorry for it. And Josh is like, okay, like he knows he's not going to change her mind. And he goes, please don't steal anything else. I know. But, but, and like the, the whole, it says in the end, Josh is like, did anyone learn any lessons from this? Absolutely not. They're probably like, no. all still fighting now. Yeah. Unless, Kelly, I hope you never take her phone calls. I know. Really, I know it's hard, but, like, just cut her out of your life. It's Bye. not worth it. I know. Because then, then she's like, you know what, Joshy, I stand by what I did. Anything for Joe. I know. Mickey, like, you had every opportunity to really set the record straight and do the right thing, and you blew it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, girl, we did, what's it called? The Favorite Son. Oh, my God. These Daylines are wild. I know. They're wild. I know. Happy holiday season, everybody. Happy holidays. The Daylines must mean that we're in the holidays. Uh, Almost. Oh, my stars. All right, we love you, fam. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye bye. Did you ever do it at the time that I stayed home sick from school and I was watching Maury Povich and it was male? Sick or sick? I, you really was, sick? I'm sure it was fake sick, oh, okay. but it was male strippers and I was so excited. And then I heard the door, the front door opening and it was too, it, like, I knew that I wouldn't be able to turn the channel in time. So I just pretended to be asleep and my sister oh, walked no, in and just, she I was goes, watching The Price is Right and then all of a sudden. <laughs> she goes, Patrick. Patrick, Patrick, are you pretending to be asleep? No. What? Where am I? Where? And you were there? <laughs> and you, and were, you there? were there? Anyway. 